<laughs> we here we go. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Beers of the Round Table. As always, I'm your host, Brad Slater, here with Zach Adams. Who are you? Joseph oh. Vargas, oh, Scott no. McKeefer, and Bobby Kim. <laughs> I just have a stroke, sir. Are you okay? Who who that be? Don't oh, forget oh, the guest host. Boy. And our guest host. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to call you. Something. Is, vulgar mm, Mac. The Vulgar Mac. Oh, yeah, right. the Vulgar Mac. This is a Vulgar Mac. I'm kind of scared of Vulgar Mac. I'm kind of lie. <laughs> All right. So this week we are here drinking uh, shower beer, which is from... The shower, actually. Mm. <laughs> this is from Champion Brewing Company. It if is... you live in Sangery, this is what comes out of your spigots, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a Czech-style pills. So, um, I don't know. Let's, let's crack it open. Mm. Oh, I love the smell of shower beer in the morning. Dang it, it fuzzed on my uh, pop filter again. <laughs> fuzzed on my Mine pee-pee. was close. I saved it. Uh, uh, you know, I got a little bit of that foam in there. That was actually pretty good already. I poured terribly once again. <gasps> Look at that masterful. Alrighty. Cheers, boys. By George, I think I've done wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he here he comes. Here he comes. That's gross. <laughs> Why was mine beer. so wait, wait. foamy? Shake it up. No, I didn't. You need to shake it more. Okay, yeah. so I think I think before next episode we need to have a um, beers of the round table seminar on how to properly pour a beer. Well, you're Ryan supposed to pour into the. Speaking to your mic, Zach. <laughs> I had some of the beer and I drank off the phone, and it was it was a perfect pour, man. It okay, was beautiful. Anyway, mm-hmm. so this one actually smells a little bit more. I think of like I guess what most people would call the standard beer aroma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind a pilsner. Of the, the more bitter sort of flavors that people associate with the beer. Boy, I thought you spilled your beer everywhere. I was like, oh no, it's sticky. That's good. It's got kind of like that bready kind of yeah yeah. yeah. Thing you guys going see yourselves uh, drinking this in the shower? No. Uh, think it'd be better uh, if your no. body was warmer. Man, I don't know. Like I, I've never really had like an actual shower beer. So it's you know, it's it seems like it'd be a good combination of like you know the the warm <laughs> shower and like the cold beer and yeah. Well, I think that's something that we all might just have to explore in our private time. The, the, um, so the key, though, here's the key with the shower beer, no, though, is that you have to, like... I mean, right now. Oh. That looks delicious. Uh, you can't drink anything. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. Who is our... Um, who, who, who did the prophecy uh, command this week? That would be me. Oh, Zach. Zach mm. Adams today. Oh, well, let's let's. Do uh... <laughs> you guys want to hear what I have in mind for us tonight? A little bit. Yeah. Are you yeah. guys excited about this? I'm oh, ready. Yeah. I feel like last uh, last time I was here, we were talking about E3, um, and I, I I think it's really cool to keep up to date with the latest things going on, just in general. So I decided to kind of. Uh, focus more tonight on what our favorite indie games are. There's so many out there, and a lot of people, myself included, feel overwhelmed by the number of indie games out there. And sometimes you just need a recommendation on the best indie games to play and what they are about. You see so many names out there, and there's so many, you know, hit and misses, people that release for early access, and then they never do anything with it. So it's just kind of like a money grab. 
And because of it, it taints the names of other indie developers. And with uh, the Steam Summer Sale going on right now, I felt like it'd be a really good time to kind of focus on indie games that are going on right now. What's your guys' favorite indie games? Who are your favorite indie developers? What do you guys feel about indie games just in general? What is y'all's verdict? Hmm. Especially with our previous talks of the Wii, you know, I mean the Wii, or not the Wii, I'm sorry, the Switch has been definitely mainly supported by um, small indie stuff, and then Japanese. Nintendo itself. Well, I think I yeah. think we might want to start with. I feel like the indie game that really kind of helped bring. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong here, but I kind of felt like it, the uh, Minecraft kind of brought indie a this little is, bit yeah, closer this to is the true. top. This is true. Shoot, can yeah. you consider that's, that's, Minecraft yeah. as indie anymore? What? No, it's not indie anymore. Yes, yeah, uh, I'll agree with you on it that. It was, but it was indeed. Like, because when when I got into Minecraft, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was still in beta. It was it, it was still being developed uh, almost Who exclusively. Who was Mojang? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was still being yeah. de- developed exclusively by Notch. I think at at the time, mm-hmm. I think yeah. he had like one or two other developers at the time, and Mojang helping him out with it. But I mean, when like, Jesus, this was back in like 2011. Yeah. It was it was still very much an indie title, still very much under active development, mm-hmm. and it was it was probably a lot of people's first real indie game. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I think another thing that really helped push indie forward was um, Xbox's uh, Summer Arcade, I believe. Yeah, yeah, was yeah that what it was sure. called. Where I I think they had like limbo on it that's true and uh i I mean bobby you might know more because oh yeah i didn't have an xbox (laughs) back then but you know that was one of the things that really you know pushed these smaller downloadable titles yeah for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh you know into people's hands who weren't you know on pc who could you know play them at any time through steam right yeah Yeah. like i mean because i remember like back in those days on 360 whenever like it was really big before it was even really big on avatars like they were really pushing um, like indie games, just like oh yeah, you can develop. It's just really easy to develop for a 360. So like they had a bunch of titles. I don't know if you guys remember No Luca No, which is like this cat game. What? And it's okay. There's this cat game called No Luca No, and it got kind of big for a little bit, but it went away. It's basically like you have to keep a cat away from eating your cereal, and that's all. <laughs> that's all the game is. <laughs> that's awesome. So you see a hand on the screen, you just like yell No Luca No, you knock this cat away from eating your cereal. And there's like a bunch of little silly titles on there. But like Scott said, there was games like Limbo on there. Um, I can't really think of too many any other like specific Xbox or sixty any titles, but I feel like it definitely took off a little bit mm-hmm. on the three sixty a little more first, and then did so afterwards on the PC. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of after that, then that's when you had the huge explosion of like the humble bundle, mm-hmm. and oh, they yeah. had like the humble indie bundle yeah. and stuff like that, and then there was everyone copied humble humble bundle yeah. and just games given out everywhere. Well, hold up, I think I think we need to go back a little bit further than Minecraft. Uh, we need to go back to I think what was middle school for most of us. Um, getting on like addicting games. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the like the wild west yeah, of the, indie games. Oh, Just that yeah. huge flash explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. things like you, you had like armor games, games. Congregate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Congregate. Congregate yeah. was like mm-hmm. my my poison. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stick figure battles and all that. Dude, Xiao <laughs> Xiao stick figure. I remember Stick RPG being one of my favorites too, like when Rosin class and everything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. One good one on Congregate that I used to play was called like One in One Story. And it was just like a really simple platformer hmm. with involving two characters. And as you played, the controls would change a little bit. But yeah, it's like, this is just such an awesome game. <laughs> Did any of you guys ever play Kingdom of Loathing? Ever no. heard of it? Wait, that sounds so familiar. 
So it's kind of like stick art, um, but it's not like live action or anything. Oh, wait, it's, no, it's yeah, it's turn-based. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Actually, I remember that. Like, yeah, I did play that for a little so bit. I feel like that's a pretty interesting uh, kind of indie title, but it's not yeah. even like, I don't even know if it's still going anymore. <laughs> but I, I remember playing that in like middle school and being like, nobody knows about this. Do you, do you, guys, do you guys remember Crush the, like, was it Crush the, like, Crush the Castle? Yeah, Crush the Castle. Oh, like, that came out way that, before. Yeah. That was, that was before Angry Birds. Yeah. That's, that's the that one where you where have to like throw the stick people up and like they fall down and die, right? No, no, no. no, oh, no, 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 no. You oh, literally okay, use yeah. a trebuchet. I'm thinking of, oh, what is it? I played that. I wish I knew what no, it was No, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was like, oh, what's it called? It was like Defend Your Castle? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have such generic names on all these, you <laughs> but know, were, flash But games. they were good. Defend Your Castle was amazing. And what I loved about that game is it actually was probably one of the few uh, indie titles that came out for the Wii. Mm. Because oh. you could play Defend Your Castle on the I Wii. I remember and, that. like, you, you picked them up with a Wiimote and flung yeah. them up into the air. <laughs> it was wonderful. That's cool. It was wonderful. <laughs> you guys think that the rise of indie games spawned more coders, or do you think that... I think it did. I think it did. It spawned creativity in video games just in general. Like, popular concepts. I mean, there wasn't really that much uh, out there that was like uh, Crush the Castle. And because of Mm. that, it's... Nobody was... Okay, us in middle school, we we truly loved, you know, Crush the Castle. It was like something you played right before you had to go do your typing exam or whatever the case may be back in... Yeah, or like Icy Tower or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing was, though, people were installing Icy Towers on every computer in my (laughs) world. Well, the thing was with that, like, uh, Crush the Castle and stuff like that, um, because of these indie games just in general, they grew from these Flash platforms on these websites that were not blocked by the proxy filter. And the developers felt that, wow, this was a really great concept. What if I built it for this platform that could really house it very well? The mobile market, you know? And after doing that, it didn't just introduce, you know, casual gaming to a lot of people who didn't play those games during class, but it introduced casual gaming to other generations as well because everybody had a smartphone everybody had an iphone Mm -hmm. there's plenty Mm -hmm. of moms who were sitting there like you should pay more attention in class and they were playing you know uh angry birds and they were sitting there and they they don't really realize that we were playing that during class to be honest you know and they think it's this amazing thing it's like no it's actually an old concept and a lot of these guys you know it's just a simple game concept and then just evolved from there to now these i mean they became just like Minecraft from indie games to these major AAA titles now in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Because like uh, what you said, Joseph, kind of brings me to two points. Um, that, yeah, it spawned, it spawned a lot of creativity, I think, in people. But yeah, because like we, when, I, I guess kind of when we were like in middle school around that time, what really the only technology that was kind of available to a developer that just kind of wanted to get started with something was Flash. Yeah. So that's kind of what they had to use. That's uh-huh. what they got started mm-hmm. with. Then as, you know, mobile phone or yeah smartphones kind of became more prevalent um the technology for us to develop kind of became more widely available uh and now we're starting to see even more with the consoles and pc platforms just ways for people without a whole lot of money or knowledge or experience are being able to get into these fields and learning how to develop a little bit more because the whole thing is that like people had these ideas of how that, that of games that they wanted to play, but they didn't have the means to create them. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is the platforms are getting much easier to develop for and people like the overhead to get into and create a game is a lot less these days. So I, I feel like that's, what's helping this indie boom. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, we have so many game engines now, like unity is free. Uh, 
what is it? Unreal Engine is now free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, RPG are, Maker's free too, right? Uh, mm. No, but it's always heavily discounted. Okay. And yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different types of them now. Well, there's you barely have to know maker. coding. Well, yeah, yeah, and then game there's maker, Game yeah. Maker that's also free. And then, uh, God, there's one more that, oh, uh, Amazon has their own creative gaming studio that's huh, free as well. Huh. Even, and what's cool about that one that I learned the other day is you can actually, um, like write uh, like a script for your game and send it and it will bring back like really good vocaloids. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, I know what that is. Uh, it's like a computer generated voice. Right, but it's hmm. to be as human-like as possible. Interesting. Hatsune Miku. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Just like a, anyways, anyways, they have their Just own. Just like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you. Um but yeah, they have their own one so that even like an independent developer can have like a fully voice acted game. Yeah. yeah. Which, wow. which back in the day, I mean, yeah, unless you had friends, no way. How do they achieve the lifelike quality? Do you know? Because I, I have I don't, suspicions. I, I don't, I don't, Troy <laughs> Baker and Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they achieve that. But I mean, you can go read about Vocaloids mm-hmm. and there's, you know... There's the one that Bobby mentioned, and then a few other ones that are like male voices and stuff like there's, that. There's definitely a lot of like research and stuff going on with machine learning that would allow that kind of thing to be done really easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'd be cool if they were doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Oh, I just thought of a game. Uh, back in middle school, we used to have uh, pocket tanks. Didn't Dude, we? I love pocket uh, tanks. Yeah. I, think oh, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. So we had like a shared drive in middle school, and like the, the trick was. You download Pocket Tanks from the shared drive, save it onto your personal drive, then find another folder on the shared drive and save it there. So it was like <laughs> the administrator's always trying to go through and delete all the Pocket Tanks, but it, it just stayed what? because... I feel like you could write a script for that really easily. <laughs> they didn't well, know. I mean, we were in middle school. We didn't know how to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, for the administrator. Well, uh, well yeah. yeah, I guess, but... Well, yeah, they would, that would require IT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, You guys ever play... What was it called? Terraria? Yes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't really get into that one. Like, I thought, I was like, man, this is stupid. Like, Minecraft's way better. And I started playing, and I was like, huh. (laughs) So I started (laughs) playing. I liked Terraria. I I actually really liked it. I I went through, and I beat, like, up to a certain point before they started updating a lot. I'd be, like, every boss, and it would of my buddies. uh, Yeah, me and a couple of my friends in high school got that and played it for a while after school. That was really cool. Actually, like, what are some of you guys' favorite indie games? Well, I've, a trend that I've been starting to enjoy a lot lately. Well, actually, okay. Well, let me talk about the indie game that I, I feel like I've been enjoying the most lately. I haven't been playing it very much, but I really, really liked the whole concept and gameplay around uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. That yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great good one. That's a good one. For, for the listeners that may not know, the, the whole concept behind it is you, you need like at least two people to play this game. Uh, and the idea is that there's only one person that gets to look at the video game, game screen at a time, and that person is trying to defuse a bomb. And then everybody else that would be helping them is looking through a bomb manual and telling the the person looking at the bomb how to defuse this thing. The people reading the manual can't see the bomb, and the person defusing the bomb can't see the manual. So it's like this whole like communication coordination thing going on, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And what I really like about the game is that it kind of makes you print out the manual, and you have to have this physical yeah. copy of the man- right. manual that you're flipping through. Well, unless you're me and you, you cheat and search the PDF on your Chromebook. <laughs> That's trash. Uh, have any of you guys heard of butt-sniffing pugs? Oh. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so butt, butt sniffing pugs is a VR game where you play a uh, a pug, 
and uh, the objective is to walk around and sniff butts of other pugs. But uh, Scott, do you, do you, uh, no, no, no. Do you like games no. like that? <laughs> no, no. But what was yeah, cool? You do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> no, um, at some of the trade shows, they actually had like a replica butt that you could that they would set up <laughs> to where when you play the game you had to put your nose in it and sniff while you played oh. <laughs> and tell us scott what did that smell I, like? I i have never been to that but i'm just saying sounds like 4chan had their had their hands on that game <laughs> a lot perhaps their noses oh but like one of i think my favorite uh indie games is fez did any of you guys play that no I did not, but i know actually. it was kind of like one of the games that kind of pioneered indie a little bit yeah, I I mean, what made it cool is like essentially it is a 3D game, but um, you would sort of rotate the world, or okay, it's shot from like a 2D perspective. So mm-hmm. as you rotate the world, you have a different perspective on. So if you're like in a tower, think of a box. And as you rotate it, you could see it from different angles. Oh, okay. So you might be able to like climb up stuff or, I don't know, rotate things that would be like invisible because you're looking at them straight on. Hmm. But when you rotate it, you can see it from the side. Interesting. That is pretty, uh, that's a pretty neat concept right there. And I think that's one of the main things that uh, that any games have going for them is that they have that full creative freedom that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, AAA titles don't usually have because they don't necessarily have to fight against gamers. They're fighting mm-hmm. against yeah. corporate you know, I mean, I mean, giants, you know, yeah, they're publisher. Yeah. Right. And, you know, a lot of creators are leaving companies to start their own indie company to basically, yeah, not have any, you know, co- corporate overlords telling them exactly what to do. Uh, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> and that's beautiful. That's a great thing, too. You know, I mean, one of the problems that I feel like a lot of people feel is that there's too much repetition within the gaming industry right now. And it I, I do feel that it is a plague. I mean, I used to love open world games. I mean, as a kid, you know, playing things like uh, Jack and Daxter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was like my first, because I couldn't get GTA as a kid. My parents didn't want me playing GTA. I yeah, mean, same. <laughs> I mean, the thing was, was that, you know, open world games were this mystical thing where there was an actual fully immersive world that I became very enveloped in. And then, you know, as time went on, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was it. And then Ubisoft pushed the envelope, added in, you know, towers, and then yada, 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 next thing after another. It's the exact same game over and over. Get to a waypoint, conquer the waypoint so that you unlock that part of the map, and then do side quests. And then if you feel like you're ready, do the main quest. But the thing is, though, is that it is the exact same cookie-cutter strategy all the way through, and they're playing it safe too much. I mean, part of the reason with games or any product just in general is that you have to take a risk. That's a mm-hmm. that's a business yeah. practice. That's that's yeah. not just gaming. That's, that's in every aspect of life. And yeah. indie games provide that. Indie games are not afraid to do that because guess what? They are gamers themselves most of the time, the developers that make those games, mm-hmm. and because of it, they're going to actually understand what the clientele wants, not these marketing people or anything else. It's it's actually the developers because they are the ones who sit there in the blogs and in the forums talking about their favorite games, and they see what all the other people that play those games want, and they think, yeah. oh, hey, maybe I should build something yeah. that satisfies that. Uh-huh. A bigger part of their life. One thing, too, though, is some of these name brands also have to live up to Pretty much like just be like, hey, we're going to be better than the last game we made because you guys really enjoyed like 
iteration two of this game or iteration three of this game and you know here's some dlc oh you really like the dlc more than you like the game okay well let's make the new game be based off have the same formula but be based more or geared more styled like the dlc so like gears of war and call of duty and like all the other big games like that they feel the same because they are pretty much the same it's like a a tried and true formula and it's like it's not it's not broke don't like you know you don't have to fix it but Mm -hmm. it's like the same time like i know those big developers these these corporate giants are like okay we're gonna have to push this because this is gonna bring us more money and like sometimes on the side like hey we're bringing up a new project like oh that's cool because we're they're famous for you know making this game and i really like this game so maybe i like like this game too so I do see the importance of like both sides. Like, I definitely feel like we all, we're always in indie games, and I don't think it should ever go away because, like, obviously we need them. Yeah. But sometimes, like, I do respect like the corporate giants as well, except for Call of Duty because oh. Call of Duty sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. The corporate giants are totally needed. I mean, one thing. Look, I like gameplay, but there are sometimes where I want a game that looks so freakishly realistic and like <laughs> over the top orchestrated and all that other stuff too, because. I want to feel like I'm playing like a movie. I mean, sometimes yeah. I want to feel that. And the thing is, is that the downside of indie is that the gameplay and the ideas are great, mm-hmm. but the budget is not there for the extras that don't necessarily yeah. make the game, true, but true. give it that extra oomph, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, what I find so cool is like, we're like in the PlayStation 1 era of indies right now. Or, yeah. I mean, maybe the graphical quality is better than PlayStation 1, but it's like the early like 3d sort of you know going around whatever because for a long time like fez and every limbo and stuff of that era it you know it's the 2d platformer that is like so many indies were 2d platformers right right Mm -hmm. and so uh there was a snake pass has anybody played that yet Nope. No. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Yeah, Snake Pass is this game that came out like right at the same time as um, what is the Banjo Kazooie? Oh, Ukulele, and like Ew. everyone was like, "This looks exactly like Banjo Kazooie." Uh, the Snake Pass. Are you talking games. about the one that uh that that um, uh, ukul- Is that the one with the uh, the green chameleon dude? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the yeah. bat. So like the same week that that came out, Snake Pass came out, and Snake Pass has the same like art style, right? And it you know did really well because everyone's like, wow, this is so awesome, and you know it's cool because that was like an independent studio. I think the person there or one of the founding members was a biology professor at a college for a long time, so he's like, well, what if I make a game where you control it like a snake? And literally, that's what he tells people. It's like, how do you play this game? Well, move like a snake. Mm. And so, <laughs> so yeah, it's just cool that we're kind of getting to that like early, you know, you know, uh, Mario sixty four style games yeah. as opposed to like what we traditionally think of mm. indie that two D platformer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of kind of going back to what you're talking about with uh, creativity and innovation being really important, not just in in games, but in in life. Because I'm sitting here thinking like. This could we could be talking about indie music right now and be having the same conversation. Exactly. And, and I just think it's also a little bit ironic that like indie is a genre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though you know it's it's kind of like the hipsters trying to be unique. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. I mean, there's kind of a dispute now that like we really shouldn't call them indie games anymore because it should just be game of the year, not indie yeah. game of the year and game of the year. Games can be made on any budget. If it's good and fun to play, then, I mean, it's it's a good game. That's, right, that's what right. It is. It was, is, look at Minecraft. Look at all of these indie games that are now 
triple a titles i mean mm-hmm. uh, angry birds portal. Uh, from the start portal, yeah, portal they portal's getting their own movie now right i, I don't think you what can... no way well yeah, okay I'm sure I, don't, I don't think you can really call portal indie because of Val. Well, yeah. because okay. it was published by Val. that's fair hey, real quick this is gonna piss, probably piss you guys off but is uh no man's sky considered an indie game yes. shut up yes <laughs> shut up i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> How about, so, uh, uh, how about Gary's Mod? Do you guys consider Gary's, Gary's Mod? mod is, Gary's Mod is very indie. Face Punch okay. yeah. is, is yeah. definitely an indie developer. Gary's Mod. And that, 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 oh, that, yeah. that, that's a story I like because like he started out kind of making a mod for Half-Life 2 and it just grew so big that it ended up becoming its own game and like he was able to make his living off of that and then you know started his, his studio that makes Rust now. Which I hear good things wow. about. I've always wanted to try that game. It's Same. a I'm lot of fun. Play. It's it's really great. I it's one of my favorite indies actually out there. I, I think Bobby just said it's not that great. No, I, I've never I've never got to play it. Oh, like, okay. I, I've wanted to. <laughs> 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 yeah, Gary's mod, man. That was one of the first games I saw, and I was like, "Is this real? <laughs> you can just do whatever you want." But see, okay, so that's that's something that I really appreciate appreciate about in, indie games that they kind of bring something to the table that the the corporate companies really can't. Is that Indie games are kind of free to go any direction they want. They don't really have a... They don't have a bottom line. They don't have a corporate, uh, you know, I, I guess somebody over their shoulder saying, you, you, you can't be that silly. You, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. you got you to gotta stick to something. And because of that, we end up with awesome indie titles like uh, Surgeon Simulator, uh, <laughs> Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Um, you know, just, but on the downside, you end up with things like No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, that, this is true. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that's a sad. That's a sad day. No, or you, or you end up with things like Hotline Miami, which is. Whew. See, I guess I can just. Yeah, like, I, I guess Devolver Digital. They make a it's lot like of. It's like on sale still right now. Quote, indie games. Revolver Digital. No, Devolver Digital. <laughs> what, what do they make? Hotline Miami oh, One, they, <laughs> Two. Those. If you guys have not played those Gunpoint games, Gunpoint and. Uh, yeah, yes. I, got, I just bought Gunpoint. Yeah, and I've been playing it uh, yesterday and today, and it's awesome. Hotline Nebraska. <laughs> what? What? Hotline Nebraska. Dude. Uh, Hotline Nebraska. No, if you guys have not played Hotline Miami one or two, like go, go oh. do it, go do it. If, just for the music alone, it's just mm. it's a hard game though. But I had a lot of fun playing through that game. Very, like, uh, one of my well, coworkers bought that. I've been watching awesome. him kind of look over it and seeing him play it. And I'm like, hmm. and see oh, that's, that's good. That might be the thing that sort of separates the indies from the AAA is that it 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 is just that one concept almost done to perfection mm-hmm. hmm. right i mean think hotline miami all that is is just it's a top-down shooter yeah, yeah. it's just a top-down top shooter but it it does nothing more than that hotline you- miami had the it factor that's what makes a great indie <laughs> that's true <laughs> the it factor it factor the you it know, factor vulgar, <laughs> vulgar mac don't know that stuff and then like what came after uh hotline miami is mr shifty have you guys seen that yeah oh, yeah yeah god we're doing a whole topic on indies and you guys don't know any of them i said well, yeah uh, no they, i know they, what it they, is they said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. i said no but I yeah mr no. shifty is basically nightcrawler the game mm-hmm. but it takes the same sort of combat from uh hotline miami okay. huh. interesting there was one other game that I was like surprised that no one really like mentioned yet. Um, <laughs> that is actually what hot. I'm going to be talking I, about here in a second. Yeah, I was actually going to bring it up. Super, super hot. Because I saw the gameplay for it, hot. and I was like, 
this is really awesome. And they're like, oh, now it's on for yard. Well, <gasps> we've, we've, uh, Joseph and I got super hot and, uh, we've been playing it pretty religiously so far. <laughs> Joseph's face. Dude, we have been playing it religiously now, it feels like. And, um, you know, one of the things that you have to give to right? indie games. Yeah, no, just, uh, <laughs> one of the things that you have to give to indie games, though, that I, I definitely love is that, uh, an indie game has the ability. <laughs> Zach's esophagus got just got super hot. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like something was trying to crawl up your throat. There. <laughs> it did crawl up my throat. No, um, I'm, it's super hot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, uh, super hot. You know, it, it, it is a great um, game to kind of uh, focus on whenever you talk about how indie games have the power to launch a platform in a sense. Okay. So we had the new uh, consoles that came out. I mean, Spyro the Dragon, okay? Whenever that came out, that was a pretty big hit for um, PlayStation. For PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Naughty Dog in general, I believe. I mean, most companies like that, you know, because it was, I think Naughty Dog was its own development and publishing firm. Same with, like, Bungie and other things like that, too. Um, you know, they started out as indie developers, I guess you could say, in a sense, back in the day. And they launched that platform. I mean, you know, Naughty Dog created things and masterpieces like Spyro, Uncharted. And I mean, you have, you know, in this generation, you have games like uh, the guys that made Super Hot. And I mean, just in general, the genre of of indie games (laughs) is what's launching the VR platform right now. And that's what's really cool to me is that. Um, I think VR is 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 going to be here to stay. I really do hope that that is actually a true um, prediction right there because I think it does have a lot of potential. But games like that that change the gameplay mechanics. Super hot for you guys who haven't seen it or haven't heard about it is a first-person shooter combat game where time only moves whenever you move, and because mm. of that, you you create these chain combos and you take out this ridiculous amount of enemies with only one hit one life point if you get hit once then you die and you have to restart the entire level it's very unforgiving much like how you see with like games like dark souls mm-hmm. but it's um, like you're a uh, new in the matrix almost well a lot yeah. of well I, I i don't know if i think it was you that was telling me you know the game is modeled after things like um john wick and stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's a super action where it's a perfectly chain thing where you're just you're, you're seeing somebody shoot at you or he's about to throw a punch. That was my first thought when I saw the gameplay. Is I was like, oh, this is straight out of John Wick. It, and it is. It is. Whenever you play it, it is. Or like um, Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, Sherlock. <laughs> that's, that's, that is what it is. Have <laughs> <laughs> to get him off his senses. Use beer bottle. Smash against skull. Follow up with lower jab. Recovery time, three weeks. <laughs> you know, I mean, games like that really show how... Um, immersive i mean a a console or a, a platform can be and i mean like whenever i say that you know insomnia created these really large you know open world games with really intense um narratives and you have like minecraft with with uh which created this uh this really large ever-expanding procedural world and theoretically I regret- infinite yeah, and 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 I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. Um, now I was really excited about No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky was procedurally generated to create this endless bound. And poorly it, procedurally generated. Poorly <laughs> procedurally generated, but you get what they're what they're. Seeds. Well, I, I think it's not it's not procedurally. It was made one time, and then that's it was yeah. procedurally so randomized. Then, yeah, it was right. generated once. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was like, hey, uh, this this planet here will be size uh, W, and this one will be size B, and this one will have more like rock than this one. And so there that you kinda, go. That's... This dinosaur is gonna walk on its back two have fingers. You, have you guys seen the the before, like the before and after, like? It's like the E3 trailer, and then with the actual gameplay. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that sounds and then, awesome. And then they take that, and they add the... Uh, <laughs> they have the, the Lost World Jurassic Park game playing. But, but, but the one, the the one with harmonica. the crappy... With the kazoo or whatever. So, so that, that brings me something that I want to ask you guys. I want, I, want to, I want to know what is... Okay, so I obviously know what Zach is going to be. What is your biggest indie disappointment? <laughs> Okay, one second. You, you, oh, I will, before you, you we do that, say, though, we never heard Joseph or Zach. Yeah, like, we never heard like their favorite. I would have assumed like uh, Rocket League would have been in one of your guys'. Oh, like, yeah, dude. Is that considered indie? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's so popular now. I just don't even oh. think of it as indie. As indie. Yeah, yeah definitely Rocket League, man. Okay. And, or like if I'm going back to the past, like I was talking about Gary's mod. Yeah. <sighs> so good. <laughs> or uh, even like we were just talking about Super Hot. I'm getting really into that. And that's, ooh, it's it's getting up there with like Rocket League as far as like my love for it, you know? So there's a game that I really enjoyed a while back that um, I don't feel like I really got all that much recognition, and I also feel bad because I never finished it. Um, but <laughs> this was a game that was actually done by one of the creators of Portal, and it was called Quantum Conundrum. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Anybody play that? Yeah, I've played it. I think I've heard I've of heard that. it. Yeah. I never had to play it, though, but I've seen it. So like, what the deal was is like, uh, you get dropped off as like your uncle or your grandfather's. Uh, yeah, I think it was like grandfather's. Yeah, so it's like you're, you're like this kid that gets dropped off at like your grandfather's house, and he's this mad scientist, and like he gets he gets like you know trapped by one of his uh, inventions. Uh, Morty, Morty, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this was way before Rick and Morty, but um, so you're like he's like use my inventions to come find me and like you know release me from the thing, and so you have like this. It's almost like your portal gun, but you basically have like something that can make like really heavy things really light hmm. um and like i forget what the other powers were like i think there was a time control yeah one. there was a time one i i don't know i didn't make it very far yeah. so i only maybe had one or two powers i really enjoyed the game but I, I i just never finished it right yeah i mean yeah it was cool and it was neat to see it like that but you know it was one of those things where what was so cool about Portal was it was literally your two options were just making two portals. Right. As opposed to this was... You now you a, can jump high. Now you can do this. There, yeah, there were a whole bunch <laughs> of different... I, I guess you had more input, so it made it a little bit more difficult. You know, right. You know what makes me upset? I know this is like kind of going backwards a little bit even. It's not even about indie games, but when like... <laughs> You have a game and it's like, okay, this is number one and number two is a prequel and they have more shit in the second one in the second game. I don't know why I'm thinking oh. this now. It's like, you have this better thing that you can use in the second sense. game, but it's a prequel. And you're like, what? <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. I'm just like thinking about Portal yeah. 1 and 2 is like, you're in the same facility. Yeah. How come this wasn't there beforehand? It's like, oh, you know, mm, well, no reason. Love you on some. <laughs> love you on some. <laughs> <Fault> magic. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zach, what's your favorite uh, indie? Well, um, into the mic, please. Ah, uh, the live stream just died on me here. <laughs> oh, oh no! Hold on one second. We really need to work here. on one of those technical difficulty graphics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we should just have like a beer with a cracked glass going. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, my favorite indie game. Um, I have two of them right now. My most uh, popular one that I really enjoy right now is definitely going to be um oh god super hot 
Yeah, that's super. what my phone's telling me right now. It's like it's super hot. Uh oh. Yeah. Super. Um. No, my my biggest things that into I really enjoy into the mic. I know, I know. I'm sorry. My favorite games that I enjoy right now are uh, Super Hot, obviously, and then um, uh, Payday Two actually is one of my other favorite hey. ones. Oh, dude, I Payday haven't played good. Payday in a while. Is that know, indie though? Yeah, it's indie. Overkill Games has definitely mm. only made one game so that I know too. of. And uh, the concept was great. It was because the thing that I don't like, like I'm not that big of a competitive gamer. I, I like competitive games, but I don't like playing against other people. I like to work with other people yeah. against a common enemy, you know, which the common enemy is uh, the swarms of the police. <laughs> and the thing is, is that what makes it different than games like uh, Left 4 Dead 2, which is great itself as well. But, um, you know, one thing that I really enjoy about, um, you know, uh, Payday 2 is that the AI is actually intelligent in that, and you have multiple ways to win. You, you, you're you given multiple choices, and it's not just a random, oh, just shoot everyone. Yeah, you can play the game like that, uh, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be the best. Yeah. yeah, You're not going to be the best by any means. Yeah, from, from what I remember, you can you're gonna have a do bad it time. stealth, or you can you know, brute force. Or, well, well, I think you can attempt to do it stealth, but the, every time, at some point, you're going to... You have to... We, we messed up whenever we did stealth, but I've played so many hours in that game now. I know how to stealth a lot of the missions. And they change it up enough, too, though, and they've added so much content that you can't just know how to stealth every single level. You can't mm. just... You have to figure out the best way to do it. Sometimes you do have to go loud for a couple of seconds or something like that. You go loud and proud. (laughs) Or, you know, you have to make a distraction. You have to turn them against each other, the cops, and then make them, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. And there's so many different ways to increase your halt during the game because, I mean, the the general premise of the game is that you are a bank robber. I mean, that's it. You steal bank robber. That's exactly (laughs) Nobody knows that reference except for me. No. VeggieTales? No. no. Anybody? VeggieTales? I, I never didn't saw watch VeggieTales, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Lots I ate VeggieTales. I ate that asparagus. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> asparagus. No, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really excited, too, because... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> an the asparagus. Asparagus. The way you said it, I was like, oh, shit. Asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, you know, the, uh, the thing that gets me with like a lot of the, uh, with, with the payday series, one thing that I really enjoy about it is that, uh, the game itself, um, is going to really help jumpstart like the Nintendo switch right now in regards to its shooter platform. Because one thing that I would like to see with, um, the switch is more shooters, you know, and I understand it's a console that is geared for children, if you want to sit no, there and say that because of Nintendo no, and no, blah, 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 no, blah, blah, blah. geared towards no. millennials. There's yes. a lot of people that'll sit there Joseph and is say correct. otherwise. But I'm just saying that, you know, I no matter otherwise. what. No, no, Nintendo is, is primarily a, a child uh, sort of geared But the company. Switch is not. It's actually technically a family device. Oh, that's that true. Do you see it's a single child in any of the marketing for the Switch? Yes. I no. think not. You yes. see Jan point. and her friends up but on that rooftop. But you cannot discount the history. Jan, the millennial, <laughs> eating avocados at, at her rooftop millennial party. Yeah, can I get an avocado toast with that? <laughs> yeah, eating their avocado toast. Avocado Instead of saving on the mortgage, you know, just, just out there, just doing the business. Talking about their may maze. 
Maymays. Maymays. I want to see that that boy. That 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 frog that on that. Actually, Pepe boy. is making a comeback. Apparently, the, it's just changed a little little trivia there for you guys. <laughs> Credit Pepe is really angry about the whole alt right movement taking his Pepe. His, you know his, his delicious little Pepe. He's like, no. So he's, he's gonna take it back I'm now. Apparently, claim it back. He's gonna make it into liberal pee uh, pee. <laughs> <laughs> little boat Pepe. But getting back on topic, uh, liberal pee pee. My biggest letdown of an pee-pee. indie game <laughs> was uh, not PP. <laughs> it was uh, hack, and, hack and Slash. Uh, have you guys heard of that game? Is that the name of the game? Yeah. I hack. can imagine why that might be a disappointment because the name is a disappointment. Well, no, because it was about... So you, it was like Legend of Zelda where P-P-D you get a sword. point. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like... Legend of Zelda, where you get a sword, but um, at the very beginning, the just without all the top, depth. Well, no, okay, no. So the 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 top of it breaks off, and it's a USB stick, and you can what? literally, what? yeah, you can you what can hack sense? enemies uh, by plugging into their USB, and you can program them. Yeah, I already don't like this game. No, it's it's cool, but at this like it's cool because you can like hack into them and make their damage like negative, and then make them aggro you and so they'll just attack you and you'll gain health and that, stuff that, like that, that does sound kind of cool in concept i just hate it because of the name now yeah hack Why? and hack. slash hack. no and it's slack in slash but anyways i Wait, mean so like it's cool slash. but it really didn't have i don't know i played for like two hours and it just it, it was a neat idea but it felt Did it get too repetitive? blocked off yeah it was it kind of took all the challenge away, especially when you could do things like that. Because you could just be, <laughs> you do negative damage now. Right, yeah. you could, Or you could hack into something and make it do a thousand damage and then set it to your ally and then basically turn off their hitboxes and then just run it into a boss. So was the game just like, I guess, super easy then? I, I don't know. I only played for two hours and I hit a point where I was just like, this just isn't that fun. But it's, I don't know, it was a neat idea, but I think Poor being a programmer, it just made it not interesting Honestly, I think what killed it for you subconsciously was the name. I think you were just like... <laughs> it was the name. It was just like, huh, hack and slash. I mean, it, they I, thought they were so fucking clever. <laughs> I, I would suggest go looking up videos because you guys I'd probably might watch like it. it yeah, Because right. it, it's made by uh, Double Fine. Why oh, did you so, this? Okay. So, you know, the people that did... Uh, yeah. What Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Uh, Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Yeah, they're, they're cool people. Shout out to Double Fine, even though you probably never hear this. Uh, <laughs> and, or what is it? Costume Quest 1 and 2. That's a really... Those are really good games, by yeah, the way. Yeah, really, really Go play good. those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My my biggest letdown for any games ever... Or not ever. I just say, like, the most recent one I can think of. Um, Mighty Number no. 9. Severely disappointed. I am so sorry, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, everyone's been... I, I was never really a huge Mega Man fan, but when it came out, I was like, oh, Mega Man, I can finally kind of get into it, you know, or like the spiritual, like the, the spiritual successor for it, you know? Yeah. And then, Mega Man loves you. Oh, Mega Man <laughs> died. so motivational. Mega, no, it really did. <laughs> Mega Man now, or my number nine at least, uh... Just wasn't just wasn't good. I know they re-released it on the Switch, and it's supposed to be really well, good. It's not a re-release. It's like a port. They well, port. no, no, no. It actually hasn't come out on the Switch yet. But mm. it's uh, you lied to me. It's Mighty Gun. Where is Mega Woman? <laughs> you lie. 
it, oh, oh god it's a, wait okay so it's the studio who worked Roll on Mac. the Mega Man X what series to you? they this made their sexist. own they made their own series called like Gun Something which is basically just a Mega Man X clone Gun. but then they then made a game that was a crossover between that and the Mighty series and then they released a new version of that on Switch which was basically just Mega Man huh does that make Destroy sense? Destroy the but patriarchy and was... mega number burn. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was published by uh, Yacht Club Games, who did Shovel Knight. Huh. So it takes from that same. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Shovel Knight, but you could. There are three different campaigns you can play. It's the same thing with this, where it's like you can play the Mighty Number no. Nine campaign, or you can play whatever the gun their campaign and they both have different styles so you have to approach things in different ways that's cool well my main thing with my number nine is like hey you don't actually kill any robots in this game you assimilate them and how you do that (laughs) the same button you use to dash you know how you do that you have to shoot the little robots until they get like tired until they stun them and you have to dash into them to either do damage or like like erase them assimilate them and i thought it was the worst idea ever because it was like you're using your you're using your movement mechanic to Russian enemies who are stunned and like, oh, you get points. <laughs> but they, they, the same thing for bosses too. So that's like super annoying. I just, I just hate that game. I can go on a huge rant about that. I'm not though. I just I was just, just severely disappointed. I think this game is trash. It's Gunvolt. Gunvolt is their Gunvolt. own. It's like their own series that is basically a ripoff of Mega Man X and stuff like that. Huh. So I think my biggest indie disappointment. Um, I don't know how many of you guys saw this game or tried to play it was Godus. Oh yeah, yeah. goddess. Yeah. Uh Peter Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that was his game. And so the whole thing with that is that game came out in early access and I got that game when it was in early access and it was really fun cuz it was all I I guess you could call it almost like an RTS game, but you played as like, you know, the 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 god of whatever that world was and you could shape the earth um to make it easier for your like followers to like build their society and procreate huh. and do various things like that. And it was, it was actually pretty cool. Cause like it had like a lot of, um, it was just kind of like a world building sort of thing. Uh, like Civ maybe. Well, uh, a little bit. yeah. I mean, Peter Molyneux made the black and white series. Which, I remember those. Yeah. You remember, yeah. Which is another God game. So it's kind of that same style. Right. Yeah. And then also the fable stuff. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And like when I started playing it, they had, uh, I guess kind of like, I guess you could kind of call it like a beta version of what the multiplayer would be like. You played against a computer, but it was like it put you head to head against another person and you basically had to like expand your civilization faster than the other player. Huh. And it was it was really kind of interesting. But I, I guess I stopped playing it for a little bit and as they started updating it, it just got worse and worse. They put it out on iOS with all these microtransactions and like changed the way a lot of things in the game worked. Hey. Got greedy. A wow, that's that sarcasm coming from Vulgar. Man. Whoa, imagine it. Whoa, <laughs> and it's actually funny. Um, there was that whole the cube experiment on, uh, yeah, wasn't it like whatever that game was? Like, whoever wins the game, right, would then become the god of the, gods yeah, and goddess. And, and yeah, and recently, maybe two months ago, he did an interview with IGN and he said he's still interested in putting them into the game 
whenever they're done. But then I remember hearing probably like a year back, there was an interview with the winner of that. And he said that yeah, like they, they've never they, even contacted him or anything. Yeah, like that. he, I think he like, I think he like got to come up to the studio like once, but like his experience uh, on a whole with the company has been like shit. And I think part of also what happened with that whole game is that um, I'm trying to think of what the company actually is that made the game. Uh, it's like twenty two cans or something so, yeah. like that. But they started um, devoting most of their resources to a. Um, to a different game yeah the the traveler game or something like i that. think so yeah it's, it's an ios game where essentially you like walk a path uh-huh. and uh you get to these like rest stops and you can like throw things into it's like kind of like a because you walk with other people right and the goal is just to keep walking essentially forever yeah so goddess basically got the short end of the stick well and then like half the development team also left as well oh i i assume that things at the company weren't that great <laughs> right right zach uh, uh, you, or zach did you want to do uh your biggest no disappointment man, no man <laughs> you, you, you want to go off on what's what's no his man's face? game what's what's the dude What's his name? <laughs> Who's that guy's name? Excuse me one second. What, what I'm going to do is... I'm Wait, sure should we make hop this over live. to Joseph? Uh, well, I, it's going live right now. And I, I want to go ahead and, and, and just say this right now. In case if he is listening... Um, <laughs> I hope you are. <laughs> I hope he is, dude. He let everybody down. Look, everybody. I, let, let's, let's go ahead and just put this out right now. Right um, now. No Man's Sky was a game originally created by Hello Games and was designed by this... D- Head. <laughs> Dickhead. 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 Over there in England, so I can't hop across Mike. the pond and go find him, you know. He released this entire thing. And you know what? I understand. I understand how it goes whenever your entire project gets destroyed for some weird reason. But here's the deal No Man's Sky, an indie game that was originally previewed years ago at E3 to be a procedurally generated universe. We are at this point in time now to where we can have universe-sized games that you can hop from system and system over. Star system, that is. Elite Mm. Dangerous did it better. Yeah, they did. And guess what? They had less content, too. You know what the key is? And this is going out to you, Sean Murray, maker of No Man's Sky. Listen to me when I say this. Listen to me. Listen. Oh. You need to work on work on it. Your already existing features before trying to add more. Learn what a feature freeze is. Be (laughs) be focused. Focus. Just calm down. You need to not use that shitty little grin and say, yeah, there's going to be online. That's multiplayer. (laughs) That's a bullshit. That is bullshit. So many of y'all are playing. Yeah, so many of y'all are playing. Oh, yeah, you guys will never run into each other eight hours later. You think everybody forgot since it's been a year and a half, two years since the game released? (laughs) I haven't forgot. (laughs) Zach has not forgotten what you did. You promised something, and guess what? You had not only your team to build this game, but you had the full control. This was the first Sony sat there and backed an indie developer like that they had done. You know what? Like the day it done. Like the day it done. <laughs> you know what, dude? Like the day it done. Like the day they done. 
you know, the problem is, is that you need to understand. (laughs) Everybody needs to understand. I don't understand why this is not a a common thing by now for any developers. The internet doesn't forget. Mm -mm. It doesn't. They are legion about anything. They don't. They will remember this forever. And the thing is, too, is that they They will. They are anonymous. They will. (laughs) They will deox you or however you say it. Dox. Dox you and stuff like that. You might be thinking about detox, which is something different. They will dox you, and they will. People (laughs) are a lot more pissed than. And I mean, I understand he received death threats or death threats, and that sucks. That really does. And you know what? Gamers go way, 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 way too far as is. Four chan. Yeah, that's the neckbeards in 4chan. But the thing is, though, is that if you sit there and you say, hey, look, it's not going to be ready yet, it's, it's, you know. Then delay it. Delay it. Who is this 4chan anyway? <laughs> delay it. Because, you know, what this did, and it's not, it's not even the fact that it's necessarily a bad game. It's the fact that it wasn't the game that was promised. Because a lot of people. But isn't if, it also a bad game? No, it's, it's not. It's just not a super interesting game. I it's say. if you sit there. If it's, it's not boring. interesting, I consider that a bad game. If it's I mean, boring, I consider that a bad the, game. I mean, if I'm not entertained, I consider that a bad. Well, okay, game. yes, to you, but I, I've seen plenty of people online who like it. I mean, there was there one guy. Dumb. I was reading Farmville. about. He was literally walking around just the home planet. <laughs> he was trying to mark every single thing on his home planet. That sounds like shit. <laughs> I'm mean, not gonna lie. That, that sounds like boo boo. That it sounds like that guy also enjoys grinding out. They're like, there's nothing wrong with the grind, but he probably has like he enjoys ultra realism. He, he, yeah, he, he enjoys like playing like super realistic MMOs, and you just like literally like will grind for days for to get like one thing. That sounds like to me like that nothing's worth like that much time. That's grinding is hard up. work, but somebody has to do it. I'm just saying, there's this huge culture of like really crappy games being played by YouTube stars. So I mean, it's not YouTube unheard of. Stars are. The thing Some is, is that there's also a yeah, Facebook is where it's at. <laughs> Facebook Live in 3D. 360 camera. Hey, Facebook stars. we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We're here, boys. We should all we should all like start a, like a Twitch video stream. Video is dead. It's audio only. From yeah, here we, we should we should all start a Twitch stream of us playing like a what is it like? We should write. What is what? You guys remember that when they had like Pokemon being played by Twitch? Like yeah, Twitch, Twitch plays Pokemon. Yeah, we should. I, have, I've been wanting to write one of those bots. We should do that. But we, should, we should have it for like Facebook plays beers to the round table. How do you know? We could choose what your favorite board host will say next. <laughs> yeah, we can write a script that like like it just divvies up the the, the phrases amongst us. Like <laughs> it's like Bobby, a, Bobby, say the N word, and I have to look at the camera and I say, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, All right. Joseph. Yeah, what's yeah. what's your biggest indie disappointment? Okay, well, I had to think about this for a little bit because I actually couldn't think of a good one, and then I was scrolling through my Steam games, and I found it. <laughs> All right. Uh, because it only has seven hours on record. And, <laughs> only uh, seven. Uh-oh. Only seven, which, I, you know, compared to some of my more I, I, played I, games. I think I know what it is. N- do you? No. Okay, so uh, it's Frozen Synapse. I have um, no eyes on Playoff. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever played that game or heard of it? Frozen, like the movie? Is No. Is that... An indie game? I think Frozen Synapse is, is an indie game. What is it about? It sounds familiar. Uh, is, So, okay. Is that know, the one where, like, you have to stay warm? No. Is that the one where, like... This is, like, a strategy game. Is that, is oh, that, okay. is that the one where you, um... Is it, uh, is it a... F- what do they call that? Is it, like, Civilization with the hexagons? Mm, it's, no. It's, like... Oh, okay, never like, mind. From what I remember, it's, like, that, uh... There's, like... You, you play as this person who actually has ice powers. 
No. And they have a sister, and they almost kill her when they're old. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry, I'm thinking of the movie. What? I'm thinking of the movie Frozen. Let it go. Frozen. Let it go. So why don't you tell us what the game is? Because obviously okay. you know. So Frozen Synapse is a strategy game, and it it plays like a it's sort of a third person. Um, it's it's kind of like you're watching a chessboard. Basically, you have these guys, and they have guns. And you're playing against some other guys who have guns, but you you move. You have moves. Is this is this Mario turns. and Rabbids battle? It kind yeah, of definitely. is. <laughs> it, it kind of is. Except you have multiple people, and there's obstacles, and you have to use cover. And well, it's I mean, strategic you, you, you and... get the same thing in Mario and Rabbids battle. <laughs> that looks better though, because <laughs> um, let me tell you, <laughs> there's not that many good features in in Frozen Synapse. Uh-oh. It's it's pretty vanilla. You you have guys who have shotguns. You have guys who have like you know machine guns and guys who have pistols or whatever and uh it it gets really boring really fast and especially because the people you're playing don't have to immediately make a move you send your move and if the person's online they'll make a move but you know it could take them a couple days or maybe a day for them to to respond oh my no that's horrible it's it's terrible or maybe they fixed it they might have had like a timer on there now where you have to make a move in a certain amount of time but then everybody just forfeits because people have that same (laughs) so it is basically the uh what is that called XCOM style game yeah but squad-based tactical shooter. Exactly, squad-based tactical shooter. But with a great way to phrase it. But it's is it only online? You can't play against computers or anything like that. <sighs> oh, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, there's probably a, a computer mode. You know where you can play against computers. I don't actually remember because I. <laughs> because you can't win computers. Yes. Oh, I, I, I got I it. Like and I played it, and I was like, uh, you own all. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Let's go ahead and. Um, Talk about our beer that we had tonight. No. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. So uh, I guess let's... Uh, we had the shower beer yeah, today. Yeah, shower beer. And it's a Czech-style Pilsner. I didn't Rex. get to shower myself in beer, though. That's that's the part that I wasn't very happy about. I'm, I would have rather liked to have... Uh, well, maybe, maybe you just... Maybe we'll, later. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if you get chosen for the, the post-show shotgun. Oh. I'm a... I'm liking the can like design. Yeah, the can yeah, design is interesting. The colors are. Nice. It seems it seems like some of the newer breweries are kind of going for these. Whoa! Oh, for these, yeah, over the top, <laughs> far out, not, like '90s cartoonish, super '90s like cans. Yeah, can designs. I want the '90s swoop to be on it one time. Some jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. '90s jazz. So from the can, this is a perfect for any. This is a perfect for any relaxing occasion. This bohemian pilsner sings with fresh, clean maltiness and spicy flavor and aroma. Sings. Yeah. Spicy. Contributions from 100% traditional Czech saws, hops. Spicy. Aged cold on lager yeast for weeks for maximum refreshment. You've cold. You've never had a shower beer. If you've never had a shower beer, it's high Shower time. beer. <laughs> Perfect. All Perfect right. TLDR. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go around the table, Zach. What do you call this beer? One out of ten. Um, it's, uh, probably going to be about, uh, seven to an eight. It was good. I like the mild Pilsner flavor. Um, it was, uh, it was a nice refreshing drink. I could see myself actually taking a hot shower and drinking something like that. You know what I mean? But I will say it's not as light as say like a, uh, a lager would be. Well, this is a lager. This is a Pilsner. Pilsner. Pilsner is a lager. Well, <laughs> but 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 lager shots with L and pills shots with P. Boy, you lie. 
Why you always lying? <laughs> All right, Joseph, what do you call this beer? Uh, one out of ten. I'm gonna have to agree with Zach on the seven. I, I think this is a good beer. Um, I liked it a little bit more than some of the other beers that we had on the show before. Um, it's got a good flavor. It's not too bitter, but it does have some bitter bite, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's got that nice malty finish, which I like. And um, as far as the name. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of tempted to try, you know, cracking this cold one open in the shower. In the shower. People need flavor in their life. <laughs> Especially when they're covered in soap in the shower. <laughs> How about you, Scott? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's your score? Oh, I said seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Dove forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like this a lot better than last week. Or I guess not last week, but the week before. Yeah. Um. There's a lot less bitter to this, right. which I appreciate. And, you know, it's nice and smooth. And I could definitely see this as like a summertime beer that yeah. you could have. Maybe These, these Saz hops are definitely much more mild on the scale. So uh-huh. um, each hop is going to have a uh, what's called an alpha acid percent rating, which is you can kind of take like the higher the alpha acids, the more bitter that hop is. Um usually depending on when they add it to the beer. So like some of the ones that we've been having before have alpha acid ratings above 10%. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think saws typically ranges between four and 5%. Mm-hmm. So nice. much, much more mild. You can also see on the IBUs, it's got like 35 IBUs. And right. I think, which I think, one did we have recently that was like 50? It's like pretty, I pretty want to say good. that was the Martin house. Yeah. Single hop. Martin house. Single. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like this a lot better. So I think I would say like a seven. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, if I guess you said this is like a lager, which mm-hmm. I think you said Dos Equis is also a lager. Correct. So that, that's, even though I guess that's like a real name brand, that's going to be my like standard of what I need to hit. And <laughs> I like that more than this. Well, but. I, I think you'll find the more lagers we have on the show, the more you'll be like, wow, Dos Equis is kind of. Well, right. okay, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that, <laughs> for that right is, now, for right now, that is. Oh my, no, I, I understand my one. So I mean, it's it's not quite Dos, up there with Dos Equis, but yeah. I, I like this but, a lot more. Scott but, doesn't always drink beer. <laughs> yeah, Dos Equis, Dos Equis is a uh, a Mexican lager, but right, it, made like, by with, the Germans. So. Right, but yeah, Mexican <laughs> lager is kind of like its own style, and there's there's some craft breweries that are actually starting to kind of put out a few more Mexican lagers. Uh, mm. Deep Ellum down out here in Dallas, they've got their own Mexican lager. Mm. Um, there's a couple other that have put out some recently. Um, we also just call that cerveza. Right. <laughs> Una más cerveza, por favor. Senorita. Muy bien. Bobby, Bobby, what do you call this beer? One out of ten. We'll give it a no. I was gonna say one, but it's t- I'm gonna also go with the seven because it's uh it's refreshing. It's a good score. Uh, I did like it. Uh, it wasn't as bitter, and I'm not really a fan of bitter things. Um, the really what's doing it for me is this design on the can. I think it's pretty awesome. Because I was like, why is there a duck on the can when I first saw this? <laughs> I was like, and I looked over the shower beard, and I was like, oh, it's awesome. You know, ducky. Uh, so yeah, I can see me hanging out like poolside, maybe you know outside when it's hot outside and just with, like with, cold with beer your rubber duck with my rubber duck and some soap duck. that's it and i won't drop the soap either it's just it'll just be there <laughs> and like i don't know it was, it was good um it definitely wasn't mild for like taste and it was it was just easy to drink nice you know perhaps uh, the the shower beer is why some of our our pores were a little sudsy today i could be it was, it was a very <laughs> sudsy beer uh, very highly carbonated um so i think i'm gonna have to rock the boat a little bit 
I'll rock the boat. Uh, I'm gonna. The boat I think I'm gonna give this one six, six and a half. <gasps> <laughs> and see, part part of that is like, <laughs> I'm I'm not really. I guess I'm not really a huge lager fan. Like I, I can definitely appreciate it every now and again. I'll I'll crave myself a Montucky cold snack, which is about as a. I actually did compare this a little bit to that. That's yeah, all I did that's okay. Yeah, so this has a like, little bit I more like flavor. That. I, feel. I like yeah. I feel like it has more flavor, but. But Mon- mm. what Montucky does Montucky. is it does it does it, it well. Does well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montucky is, I I'd say the beer snobs, uh, Bud Light. Yeah, is is kind of the way that I like to classify it. Um, and uh, it's it's good. It's clean. It's refreshing. This this has a little bit more of the malt flavor, I think, to it. A little mm-hmm. bit more of that kind of biscuit taste. Um, got a nice, very light, bitter bite to it. Um. As I said in the beginning, it kind of has what more people probably attribute to as that beer aroma, which kind of comes from. It's the same as like you know, kind of what Bud Light has a little bit, and what um, Montucky Cold Snack has a little bit. But again, no. sin- <laughs> the, the- Montucky is life, though. He's, he's not wrong. It sounded like the Mac burped for a second. <laughs> Just no burp. <laughs> But yeah, so six and a half, but that's just because I'm not a big lager fan. But that's okay. just me. Now, if you'd like to try a shower beer for yourself, you can always just find them at the Bearded Monk, who is our most gracious sponsor. They provide our beer for us, and we appreciate them very much for us. Those guys are badasses. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And for those that don't know by now, the Bearded Monk is the wonderful little bottle shop we have here in Denton that is just so near and dear to our hearts. Um, if you want, you can check them out every Friday. They do a little show on DentonRadio.com with a different brewery every week where they bring in that brewmaster or the owner of the brewery and they talk about the beers that they brew and they just have a good time. They pass out beer at the Denton Tour Center. It's free. It's free, guys. It's free. People. And then free beer. It's free. And then they go back over to the Monk and they, um, they, uh, they, they shotgun a beer. Put your foot in. As is tradition. As is tradition. Ben is beautiful. Love you, Ben. He is. <laughs> um, Joseph, I think you had something then. So uh, we've been doing this podcasting thing, you know, for I guess about four weeks now, and uh, we've we made some friends, you know. Yes. And, yes, uh, yes. 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 One of those friends is uh, our good friends. Don't feed the artists. And uh, what they do is, is they're another podcast. And what they do is they they get some local dent musicians or. Maybe not so local sometimes, and uh, they'll interview them, and that's uh, that's what they do on their podcast, and I think that's awesome, being a local musician myself. That is awesome. I just want to give them a shout-out. You can uh, check them out on, I believe, dfta.com. I believe that is correct, and if you enjoy everything uh, indie, like what we've been talking about tonight, talking about indie games, and you want to hear more about indie music, Don't Feed the Artist is definitely going to be your prime spot to hear about the latest and greatest coming out of you know, a great town to find, I mean, great music. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. I want to thank everybody for joining us again this week. Um, as always, go check us out. Beers of the round table.com, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, tune in Instagram, Instagram. We do have a blog post about that margarita yes, recipe yes, that we made last week. Yes, be week. sure to check out last week. Uh, Scott's wonderful margarita mm, recipe. Mm-mm-mm. It was wonderful Mm. and uh yeah be sure to tune in next week to beers of the round table and be sure to crack a cold one open with your boys